Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Hey, welcome everybody. Okay, today we're going to be talking about higher conscious, the voice of our soul. And you know, the, it's an awareness, the, the, the higher conscience, that we have a higher self, a core self, a heart, which is our, our basically our essence. You know, it's our true reality. But the core self dwells in, in, the, in the physical realm, and the awareness of the heart, the essential spirit, is within our body, and it initiates what's called consciousness. And as humans, we, we spend a lot of our lives functioning in states of lower consciousness, where we're, you know, basically concerned is with ourselves, our survival, our own success. And, and those are not narrowly defined, but, but ordinary life uh, is, you know, very self-justifying outlooks and, and very self uh uh, um, selfish goals that we have for ourselves and we often never get beyond our own agendas and look at the higher consciousness which is where we connect with the rest of the world and that is where we get the most gratification because the higher self functions in a place where we want to be it's a place where we're comfortable it's a place where our life is full of integrity is full of good things because that's where our value systems sit you know um in rare moments, that when there's no threats or demands on us, perhaps you know late at night or early in the morning, or when our bodies and and uh, are, are is comfortable, or maybe when you're running or hiking or whatever, we have a privilege of being able to access that higher mind, and that's for those of us that in, in our common world, and that perspective. Uh, casts off a little of that customary anxious self-justification and our brittle, brittle uh, pride, and it basically initiates us into a more peaceful uh, state of thinking where we don't have to have defense mechanisms. And in that state of mind, the mind basically moves beyond its particular interests and cravings, and we start to think about other people in a more imaginative way. Rather than criticize and attack, we are free to imagine that their behavior is driven by pressures derived from their own more primitive minds, which they are generally uh, in no position to tell us about. And that's that, that reptilian uh, brainstem thinking that most people operate from. A lot of people live in a very reactive way rather than a proactive way. And so it's kind of a, a, a sad thing. But states of higher consciousness are, of course, desperately short-lived. And we shouldn't, in any case, you know, try to make them permanent because they don't sit so well with many important practical tasks that we all need to be conscious of and attend to. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a time in the higher consciousness to basically harvest your insights for a time when we are required to use them. And so it's a place in the higher conscious where we can get our gas and we can seek that peace and seek that insight that we can't normally seek as we're walking through our life. 
Many people will get to those higher states through different kinds of uh, vehicles. Some people do yoga, some people do meditation, some people do prayer. But it's all in a peaceful way where they're trying to, you know, in the privacy of their own uh, uh, in the bathroom or in the shower or in the bathtub or whatever, or when they're sleeping or when they're laying, that's when the higher conscious has the best time to be accessed. Now, some people, in uh, for instance, in the Buddhist uh, faith, the people will operate in that higher conscious as much as they possibly can, and everything else is just a distraction to them. And so that that involves controlling the processing where we focus our efforts to attain a goal. Um, so when we're focusing on to attain a goal, we're not going to be necessarily operating from that higher conscious. And, and so, you know, the most uh, alert state of our conscious is problem solving. And so problem solving can be done in the lower conscious, but when it's done in a higher conscious, it has the potential to reach a greater outcome with greater influence on other people. You know, lower level conscious includes like basically the automatic processing that requires little attention. It's called muscle memory, as well as, you know, d- uh, daydreaming, uh, punching a number on a phone. And, and then there's altered states of consciousness, which can be, and, and this is what's interesting, people will take very harsh drugs like heroin and, and different uh, hallucinogens and basically are trying to get into the state of higher consciousness because their brain is so scattered and so full of anxiety and fear and, and all kinds of different uh, negative thinking that they're unable to get into that state and so they have to rely on a drug uh, to get them there. Some people, it, trauma, uh, fatigue, uh, hypnosis, uh, those kind of times sometimes bring people into a higher state of consciousness in order to survive. And then there's subconscious awareness when people are awake as well as they're sleeping and dreaming. They're kind of in that in-between state. And then there's some people that have no awareness whatsoever. And that's where Possibly, Freud believed that the unconscious thoughts are there, and uh, unfortunately, those thoughts are laden with anxiety and negative emotions for uh, consciousness to admit. And so, basically, what happens in that uh, uh, Freudian state of unconscious is a lot of fear-based thinking, a lot of uh, negative outcomes, a lot of things that get programmed in our mind that fight the way that we think in our day-to-day lives. And they struggle. We, you know, we have an internal battle, basically, with that subconscious or that unconscious mind that operates uh, basically out of fear. It's there to teach us to react to things and learn lessons from events that are maybe traumatic or whatever so that we won't do them again. And so it's there as a reaction And basically what it does is it stores that there so that you will react to life based on other events that have taken place in the history of your life. So how do you reach, you know, this higher state of consciousness? Well, you have to synchronize a lot of your your body and you have to abandon the life that you have in society to get to there. You know, uh, your body, how do you do it that way? Well... You know, there's a lot of spiritual practices that give attention to our physical form, but our human body is very important, and we have to make sure it gets food and it's taken care of, and that our health is good and that we exercise. Because if we don't take care of our body, it's really going to be hard to get into a higher state of mind because we have so much anxiety about what our body is going through in the sense of not being taken care of. 
So it doesn't mean that you should become a vegetarian or anything crazy like that. But what it does mean is that we tune up ourselves and get to our true self and listen to what your body's expecting from you. Your body has needs. And if you don't sleep, it's going to be really hard to get into a peaceful state of a higher consciousness. Um, there are some people who live with synchronized bodies of higher consciousness while making a conscious choice to uh, enjoy a steak uh, once in a while. There are also those who have restrained themselves from eating meat but failed to raise their consciousness. So if you're following your own uh, unique nature, taking good care of your physical form without bringing it to absolute is, gets you on the right track. You know, the great thing is when people try to let, for instance, lose weight or or build muscle or whatever they're going to do, do it to be healthy. Because if you do it to be healthy, that's a much better goal than doing it to uh, reach a certain body form that everybody's going to accept or recognize. You know, the other thing is developing your senses. If you're going to reach a higher self, you have to evolve your five senses you get a chance to, you know, and if you can, get a hold of your sixth sense, which is your intuition. But as you probably already know, the world around you is, is a vibration of energy on a certain frequency. And when you enhance your ability to sense what is really happening, you begin to interact with the energy around the world and around you. And what's interesting is you have to divorce yourself from the past and the future and stay in the moment. And that's what we battle with in our minds that, that prevents us from getting to that higher self is that battle that we have of predicting things in the future that may not be positive and looking back on our past and looking at those choices and then the regrets that come with that. Well, you know, life is full of forgiveness. Uh, God gives you forgiveness. You know, in any kind of way to look at your life, you have to understand that you just have to ask for it. And it's very important to to grab for that and to move on with your life because we all make mistakes, we all do bad things. So getting into your senses and being in touch with your, you know, touch, your breathing, your, your sounds, the, the words, the feeling, you know, the smell, you know, these kind of things are very powerful. And when you are able to enjoy all of those senses at once, that means you're living in the moment and not living in the past. If you'll walk through a forest and just listen to the noise and smell the smells and feel the moisture and feel the whatever, you know, the, the shade and the lighting and kind of enjoy the visual and, and enjoy the sense of, of smelling, you know, interesting things that you may never have smelled before. You know, it's, it's a powerful thing to be able to enjoy that because that allows you to get to that higher sense of self where we're connected with the rest of the world. You know, you know, there, there are even people who see sounds, uh, words, uh, uh, taste, uh, sensation of their skin, a certain sense that they're related to your, your body or your higher level of consciousness. Now, there's also emotional intelligence, which is required uh, to get to that higher sense of self. People that have a sophisticated uh, um, emotional uh, intelligence are going to have a much easier path to getting to their sense of a higher self than the folks that live angry because anger represents so many of their emotions to them. And emotional intelligence means you have a large vocabulary of emotions that you're able to express and you don't necessarily have to express it through uh, tone or gestures or whatever, but you can do it through your words. Speak to the emotions. You know, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm upset. When you're able to do that, uh, you, you raise your emotional intelligence and you recognize a much 
subtler and deeper sense of emotions to be able to express yourself, which allows you to be better understood by other people. And so when you're familiar with your EQ, which is your emotional intelligence, it's very important to manage it because then we are able to select the emotions that we need to get to that higher self because we're all battling with emotions. We're all human, so we have that emotional quotient. We also have our intellect, and uh, we also have our soul. And so we have to juggle all these things, and then, uh, and then we have to be able to be willing to put away our past and our future. Now, if you have uh, IQ, which is great to have a lot of intelligence, that doesn't necessarily mean you have a great emotional intelligence. As a matter of fact, many people that are highly intelligent don't have a good vocabulary of emotional intelligence. And so what's important is to understand that if they accented their intellectual they, they've discounted their emotional and they have primitive emotional because they haven't exercised it as much as they have their intellect. Uh, the, the best way to be is somewhere in the middle uh, because then you're able to reach for both and utilize them. The other thing is to get to a higher self, you have to have a worldview. And that's your ability to use sense and logic. And when your worldview allows you to accept the truth of others and be in the constant process of learning, you begin to evolve and awaken your consciousness. If we look at people as dangerous and bad, we're going to have a hard time ever getting to a sense of a higher self. But when you're able to have a worldview that looks at people as innately good, who are flawed, who make bad choices, who have bad days, who are caught up in their moment, caught up in their selves – That's a human understanding, and that allows us to empathize with the world and stay connected. But if you want to be successful, you know, your worldview needs to take into account and accept the benefits of of meditation, of uh, the sense of maybe chakras, and the sense of prayer, and the sense of God, and the sense of human aura. And you need to be able to listen to all those things and try to understand how to get there. Now, what's... uh, uh, um, a, a good uh, thing, it's, uh, I was trying to think of what it's called, is uh, Journey to the Wild Divine is a, uh, a feed biofeedback program. And biofeedback is interesting because it allows you to basically use all of your senses and be able to read how well you're able to get into that higher state of self through a sense of meditation and calming your emotions, calming your fears, calming your mind, and being able to use it as a sense of power. And so what that does is in the computer program, uh, it allows you to use visual and see visually how your brain is responding to a scenario and then what it can do. It can, it can make balloons fly, but if you're too stressed out, the balloon will stay on the ground. It makes you build bridges. It makes you swim with dolphins. It makes you open up rooms. It's a journey, and it's a wonderful journey. Uh, it's called Journey to the Wild Divine. And, and if you look into it, it's, it's probably the cheapest biofeedback program you could ever find, but also it's the most educational about getting to a higher state of mind. But the other thing is prayer. You know, prayer is the easiest accessed uh, way to get to that higher state of mind. But if you're going to pray, you need to really pray. You can't just uh, do it because that's what you're supposed to do. You need to do it so that you connect with God and you connect with Christ and you're able to make that connection and, and get to a better place. If you want to be, you know, uh, the law of cause and effect is another thing that you have to understand if you're going to reach a higher uh, sense of self, a higher conscious. You know, you have to, you know, if you've, um, 
it's called karma, which is called the law of, of, of cause and effect. And, and this is a, a law that is next to key to reaching the higher self of consciousness. Most people think that they should do other to others as uh, others do to them. However, defining karma this way can be really tricky. Uh, you know, Tolstoy, Leo Tolstoy, a great Russian author, he said that everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing themselves. And In other words, in order to earn a good uh, cause and effect, you might want to consider being to others as you want them to be to you, not being to them as they are to you. And if you're able to understand that everybody has a different perception, everybody has a different uh, way of reaching, everybody has a different sense of way of communicating, but in deep inside, they're all human, and they all have the same ingredients and the same genes as you do. And, you know, they're all trying to reach a path in life, and maybe they're not as connected with the path as you are and don't have the tools. So it's like judging a little child uh, uh, and as as an adult, you know, it's not necessarily a good thing. And so we have to look at people where they are, not where we wish they would be, you know. And, and then also the values, the core values uh, that you hold dear is the foundation of who you really are. And that's where your soul is. That's where your soul gravitates. And if you really want meaning in your life, you want to create a broader sense of influence on other people through your spirit, through your intelligence, through your gifts. Use your gifts to help other people in life. And the more that you do that and the more you focus on that rather than defending yourself or acting like you're self-righteous or doing all crazy stuff or trying to act this role you play in life or this label that you've given yourself – what you do is you reach a higher sense of self and you reach a better purpose in life. You know, so it, it's about the language that you speak and the words that you use and the place you were born and the teachers that you've gravitated to. It's, a, it's about the importance of your family in your life, your definition of love, your definition of trust, as well as the significant values that you have in life. And the more integrity you have, the more you preserve your values and the more that you're able to move forward in life without huge amounts of bumps and get to that higher sense of self. The other thing is the mission of your higher self, and that is the final key. And this is the self or the spirit, and that's the journey that your soul is on. And that's where you have to keep coming back to if you're going to get to your higher self. Why is my soul here? What does it tend to gravitate to? And recognizing that in your prayer, in your meditation, in whatever state of mind or whatever way you reach it, that is the essence of what higher self allows you to do. Okay, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about levels of consciousness, and we're going to go into a whole bunch of other stuff about the higher self, the soul, and the soul's conscious. Come right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. 
That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune into the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about the higher conscious, the voice of the soul. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's some several levels of consciousness that we have to be aware of. But before that, I was talking to our engineer, and it was interesting. We were talking about that, that subconscious uh, state where you're... Uh, sleep but awake and you're just kind of there and and I was telling him I I believe that's like the devil's playground that's when your mind is trying to control the dream control the outcome and a lot of people do that and what they do is gear up their emotions and never get into that deep delta stage of sleep because they're using that as a way to uh, to 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 try to predict an outcome and predict a behavior and predict something and then gear up to react to it as if it really happened 
And so what's interesting is if you're able to move into the delta stage of sleep, which is the 20 minutes of sleep where your brain basically plays out all the emotions that you never got to release in the previous day through scenarios and all kinds of un, un, unconnected uh, uh, scenarios, those emotions get elicited and then the mind is able to restore and relax. And so when we feel relaxed in the morning is because we reached that delta stage of sleep and was able to, we're able to vent out those emotions through our dreams. And so, you know, a lot of people that don't allow their mind to do that carry the previous day's business, the previous night's emotions based on their scenarios that they came up with to control their dream state and end up having a, a tired, long day the next day. And so that prevents people from reaching that level, a higher level of consciousness. So here's some levels of consciousness. Life happens to you. Life happens to you. That's the number one. Life happens by you. That means you're responsible for how life reacts to you. Also, life happens within you. And that means that you have the opportunity to be alive. But if you choose to just exist, you're never going to fully connect with life. The other thing is that life happens for you. And that means that there is many gifts that lay before you in life on a constant basis that we never sometimes take advantage of because we're too afraid. There are many opportunities to meet someone, to talk to someone, to just say hi, to make somebody's day better, to smile, to greet, uh, to, to, to offer uh, positive insight for somebody. We have all these invitations in life. And we have to be able to uh, take that gift and initiate, and, and life happens for you that way. Also, life happens through you. And that means you taking the initiative to reach a higher self and try to teach other people how to get into that state of mind. Because that's where we are best as human beings. That's where we best exist. That's where our best state of mind is. And if we're always going for that... And, and what's good about faith and religion and about uh, Christianity and, and any other religion is that it offers you a chance to interact with and have the value system that you need to have to function in life in order to make peace with you're not in charge and there is a bigger picture and you need to part, be, be there and your, need, your head needs to be in it and in life to be able to be a part of that journey and be a part of that. Uh, also, life is you, and that means you have these gifts that you're given in life through your soul that you have a chance to reach out and give to others, and if you don't ever do it, your soul doesn't reach the journey. You just have a human journey, which is functioning, and which is doing all the things that people expect you to do, have children, work, make money, do all these things, travel, have Christmas at your house or whatever, but the bottom line is, is that Life is you, and that means you have to be willing to initiate yourself into life and, and enjoy it and invite people to enjoy their life through you. You know, you, you, it's important for you to explore each of these levels of consciousness. Number one, life happens to you. Number two, life happens by you. Life happens in you. Life happens for you. Life happens through you, and life is you. Any one of those is worth spending a lot of brain time on to think about how you can extrapolate those things. So, this life happens to you. For, for a good deal of your life, you probably have lived like most human beings, feeling that life is happening to you. 
you know, life is so big. And if you're honest with yourself, you never really know what is going to happen next. You wake up one morning, your heart is light, happy. The next, you're unsettled. You know, boss may fire you. Uh, flu makes you sick. You know, people love you but that you thought loved you, reject you. And every day you get a little older and death is always lurking around the corner. So it's understandable that the more unconscious you are, the more often you feel like a victim to life. And when you live in the belief that life is happening to you, you often view it as a possible threat. And so you stay caught in your head, finding yourself lost in this, this story that you tell yourself that resists and, and, it, and it defends and it explains and it reacts and it's hoping to figure everything out. And it generally does absolutely anything except be open to life right here and right now. Now, what do you mean by this life happens by you? Well, when it becomes too uncomfortable to live with this, uh, this much powerlessness that we have in our life, you evolve into the belief that life is happening by you. Rather than being a victim of life, you believe that you can control it. Uh, there can be a great feeling of personal powerful power in this level of consciousness of understanding that you are not powerful and you uh, do not have all of the ability. All you have the ability to do is influence life. You don't have the ability to drive outcomes. So it's a necessary step in um, moving out of the victimhood of the first stage of higher consciousness where people get caught there. And people try to control uh, each other. Men try to control women. Women try to control men. And religions try to control the masses with their doctrine rather than going for Christ and the cross. Countries try to control their, their other countries. And the majority of people try to control others who are not like them. Uh, for instance, gay people or people of a different color, uh, different religions. Most of all, we try to control ourselves, hoping to make ourselves be what we think we should be. So there's an enormous amount of effort in this phase of higher consciousness, this one that life happens by you. And so that person within us that tells stories believes that in order for anything good to happen, it has to make it happen. So it loves to set goals and feels very ashamed when it doesn't follow through. Uh, much like what are New Year's resolutions. A lot of people make those and then they fall through. So eventually, the story evolves into intentions, and goals are where you use your mind to try to make things be the way you want them to be. With intentions, that means you're working without the feeling, with the feeling of getting somewhere where you want to generate. You may never get to the outcome that you're fully looking for, but what you are doing is creating a level of influence that will help other people. And so life happens for you by giving you opportunities to, to, for your spirit, for your soul, to help other people by the way that you like to help other people. And there's a, you know, the, when, when you divorce yourself of the form of control that, that basically the story person inside you is trying to, to uh, create outcomes with, when you release on that, you're able to help initiate life for yourself. And so we don't want to always be caught in a lower state of consciousness. And, and when you have lived in that level of consciousness long enough, you see, you know, the downside of the other state of consciousness, which is the need to control. Also, life happens to you. And that's the other level. You eventually begin to see that all your reacting and controlling hasn't brought you ease and joy and peace. Instead of being a victim... 
you need to be able to make, and you know, unless the game is a struggle, you begin to start uh, uh, looking at life as something to listen to. And, you know, in a conversation, listen, listening is, is the most powerful person in the conversation because the listener is taking in what the other person is saying. You also have to be open to what they're saying and not close to what they're saying and understanding. It doesn't mean you have to agree, but you want to understand. And if you're able to be open to this, you start evolving into a higher phase of consciousness in your life. And so in that state, in this higher state where life happens in you, at this level of consciousness, you begin to realize that something very startling most of the time, rather than experiencing life, you're now seeing it through the thoughts in your head, and now you're able to correct them, and you experience through your thoughts, and you stop experiencing things in a way that you're interpreting, but you're experiencing things in a way that you're open and accepting, and therefore, you're going to react from your spirit rather than from the, the, the rituals of your human life and your social roles that you've assumed in this life. Now, another stage is life happens for you. And the more you become curious about what is happening rather than uh, reacting or controlling, the more wonderful the realization is that your life is for you. Rather than being something that is happening to you that you must control, you realize there are no ordinary moments. And you are one step further in your journey to higher consciousness when you know that life happens for you. It's here. God put you here. This is the gift. This is your life. It is what you make of it. And so it's not a random series of events. It's a highly intelligent unfolding that is putting you in exact situations you need to have in order to see and unhook from the things in your life that have kept you uh, from flowing properly. No matter what is happening in your life, you finally understand that life knows what it's doing. And at this level, Life being something you have to mold and shape into what you want it to be, you begin to show up for life exactly as it is. And that means you're accepting. And the flow of life includes pain, loss, death, mistakes, uh, uh, flaws, and all the things that, that, that come with life. And resisting the pains of life only turns them into something greater and magnifies them into something more powerful in your life. And so if you're able to accept that things happen, go along the way and move on through the journey, you will learn the lessons that you need to learn that life is trying to teach you. And, you know, it's not a random series of events. It's a very intelligent unfolding. Life is. There is a bigger uh, journey. Uh, God has a bigger vision for your life. And if you, the more you get in tune with it, the better you are to be able to reach those kind of goals. Every little moment of curiosity about what is going on right now sprinkled throughout your day are powerful. Every time you respond rather than react to what is going on inside of you, what is formally bound up begins to loosen. And, and your natural state is free-flowing aliveness. And when all aliveness gets trapped in spells, in, in thoughts, and fears, your energy and your joy dim, and you're not able to reach the way you are in life. You're trapped energy. And bringing that means that you have little bliss and the little happiness. And, and, you know, life is set up and to bring up what has been bound up. So we can open up and be free so you can show in life and be alive. Now, looking at levels of consciousness, life happens through you. 
And, and the for you phase of, of consciousness shows that there is no such thing as ordinary uh, moments in your life that helps you see that life is speaking to you at all times. So imagine a life where you trust life implicitly. Every morning you wake up with a sense of adventure. Your belly is soft. Your mind is curious. Your heart is open rather than struggling. You, you're open to it. Even when you're facing deep, deep challenges, you, 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 if you find yourself caught in reaction, you give your reaction to the attention it needs to let go. This is when you, 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 you let it go. Deep gratitude begins to come forward about absolutely everything. You see that your life is dependent on every ounce of creativity that has ever happened in the universe. And you now see that all that is happening to you, even the difficult things, has been part of your journey back into life. Anything hard makes life easier. You know, as you look closely at your, your consciousness, you have to understand also, ultimately, that life is you. And, and, and you are not the universe. You are the universe. You're a, you're a very important part of it. And most people live in the, in, the, in, in, in the life happens to you, life happens by you, never knowing that right in the middle of these beliefs is, is a great doorway um, to the rest of your higher consciousness. And so when you uh, wake up from the, uh, uh, the hinges of what life is doing to you and move out of the victim themes, you begin to have empathy for the world, empathy for those around you, empathy for nature, empathy for animals, em- empathy for people, empathy for children, empathy for old people. All of a sudden, you're reaching into other people's lives because you're open to more of what's around you. You're not just locked in on your goal, on your journey, just making your drive to wherever you make. Now you're opening up and trying to see who you can help. And so, you know, um, it's important in life to be able to trust it and to be able to have faith in life and the fact that life is giving you an opportunity to reach your soul's journey. And that's where when we get to our higher level of consciousness, we're able to get to where our soul needs to be. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about the soul, soul's consciousness, and we're going to move on into God's consciousness. Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. We all experience grief and loss. It's not something most people like to talk about, but these topics do need to be discussed. On Let's Talk About Grief, 
host Addie Anderson speaks to both professionals and individuals about grief, death, and personal loss. You'll hear the important topics, the personal and professional outlooks, and learn how to prepare yourself and loved ones when the need arises. Listen Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about higher consciousness, the soul's voice. You know, the soul or the spirit is part of us that really enables us to be able to be aware of ourselves. It's the essence of life, and it's eternal, and it's a substance that lies outside of physical parameters of the universe. And, and moreover, when in place in a, any physical body, it connects directly to and is our conscious. So the human soul is the highest level of spirit available to us due to the evolution of physical parameters surrounding our species. So all life has spirit. Although at different levels of awareness, even the simplest living thing has spirit and, and all on an individual basis. However, once any living thing dies, the spirit returns to the all. And the all is the infinite source of all the spirit. It returns to God. It returns to the universe. Whatever your beliefs are, it returns somewhere else. And so we don't want to shut off the, the, the physical aspects of consciousness. Life is an opportunity for the soul to, to, to make contact with life. 
and to operate in life. And so the more that we just exist in life and avoid pain and avoid making mistakes, avoid making uh, b- bad decisions, and you know, we want to make good decisions at all time, but then we have to understand to take accountability for them and deal with them. But the the soul can no longer use the senses of the body until these connections are turned back on. And so the spirit may become confused uh, by by uh, the anesthesia of existence and attempt to leave the body and never completely live in this life as it needs to. You know, and it's, so it's important for us to initiate and to be able to have that dialogue through prayer, through meditation, through whatever source of, of, of being that you are, to be able to touch the soul's consciousness. You know, we as human beings have an evolutionary goal, and that evolutionary goal is to become the soul's conscious, which means freedom from, uh, from the human kingdom. That we operate within the human kingdom to bring our soul's consciousness to it and evolve as spirits, as people here on earth. And, and just as, uh, you know, that, that self-consciousness and that self-awareness and that social consciousness is always at battle with getting in the way of our soul's consciousness. And if we can always have a dialogue, including our soul's consciousness, we often are going to gravitate to much better values, much better choices. You know, uh, we, we have to start with w- why we may not be happy. Well, how are you? Are you happy? Do, do you have joy in your life? Do you have joy in your heart? Is it a big struggle to have joy? Do you feel inner peace uh, or an inner sense of purpose that life is meaningful? and that, Or do you feel empty inside you? You know, these are questions you have to ask yourself. And if you feel that, you need to have that to reach that sense of higher consciousness. You know, what about your relationships? Are they fulfilling or are you just going around in circles and repeating the same patterns and the same conversations over and over again, the same whining? Are you afraid of death? Are you afraid of dying or are you looking forward to it? You know, that will tell you a big thing about your soul's journey. You know, if you're afraid of death, um, then you're, you're living in your human life and not living in life itself and accepting the fact that we all die. You know, why do we have jobs? Why do we have family? Why do we have relationships? Why do we have bodies? Did you ever wonder why did you have a body? Well, it's an interesting question, but you know, the, the deal is the body is the cavity that you need to be able to be in touch with this life. But if you focus on the needs of the body and never you take care of the body, of course you want to take care of it. But if you focus only on the body and the sensations that the body offers you, you're going to forget your spirit. And that's where people get lost in life. You know, there is so much thing, you know, is, is there a thing as pri- privacy in this life? Well, there shouldn't be. You know, there should be a sense of privacy to yourself, thoughts that are not good, thoughts that you need to keep to yourself, things that you struggle with within yourself that you may want to communicate through prayer or through confession or whatever you want to do to somebody, confide in a friend, confide in a priest, confide in a counselor, whatever you want to do. But the, the, the deal is, is that negativity, do you really want to keep pouring it into this world? You know, the soul's consciousness is an awareness, and, and, and it's where... That awareness gives us the answer to all questions that we have. It offers us a sense of why we're here. What is the purpose of life? The purpose of life is to be alive in the moment so that your soul can do what you need to do. You know, how, how can you become more conscious? How can you become a, more aware? 
And, and it's very simple. To become aware, first of all, you have to make a decisive decision about it and make it a priority. And if it's not a priority, you won't get there, at least not very fast. Sooner or later, everyone will get there because the spirit of evolution will continue to push us on until we get there because it's our destiny. And we can't escape our destiny. We can postpone it, but we can't escape it. So sooner or later, everyone will become soul conscious. And that's what we have the opportunity to do. But how do you do that? Well, we, you know, it's just interesting. You just have to start to think about the soul. You have to ask questions about the soul and don't just think, oh, yeah, that thing, that whatever, it just kind of exists. I don't know what that is. You have to get to know it. And you have to get to know what is it passionate about? What does it keep trying to focus your energy on? What does it keep trying to, where are your struggles? Because those struggles are where your soul is saying, go, run, run for the hills. You know, and, and so when we're able to meditate, we're able to understand how we are the cause and effect, the karma that we are offering ourselves by doing things that we know are destructive in life and cause more confusion and more inability of other people to reach their own higher consciousness. And consciousness is magnetic. And that, that's how one thought leads to the next. And before you know it, your attention will be fully focused on matters of the soul and you'll start looking at life through the eyes of the soul that you've been given. And once you make that transition in your thinking, you'll start looking at life through the eyes of the soul. And you'll literally wake up from a dream of separation and live in this world as someone who is awake. And this is the essence of where um, separation anxiety comes from. It's that we're living a life where we feel alone. And when you live a life where you feel alone, because ultimately we all in our human bodies are alone, but in our souls, we're all on a journey, and we are not alone, and when we understand that that journey is being operated by a, a higher self, and it's also being operated out of our control, we become a part of this world rather than separate, and that's where anxiety, especially separation anxiety, can come back into your life and be healed, you know? Energy flows where attention goes. So if you want to become your soul's consciousness, you need to begin to give serious attention to your soul and start asking questions of it. And in your searching, you reach in and find the answers that are soul-inspired. And you literally magnetically attract the consciousness of your soul. And it will start to impress its consciousness and reflection in itself that is anchored in your brain. And you may find that all of the social, uh, socially easy things that you've concluded in life, all the simple black and white solutions that you've anchored yourself on are debunked. And that self that you've created that through your ego and, and your, 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 um, your id and all kinds of childhood problems and all that crap, all that stuff goes away because now you're starting to get to know what your soul is here to do and now your goals become what your soul is here to do rather than and how it needs to connect and influence others lives rather than trying to serve its own purposes you know every problem we have every job we have it's the only means to an end i always say that you know if i'm working a job that i don't like i'm going to do that job because it's going to get me to somewhere else you know i i i worked for years for at&t and i did that because it offered me the chance to get the education to become a therapist and to be able to help other people that's you have to take those things as a means to an end rather than trying to find a way to to uh, turn it into your life 
You know, that, that, that takes you from your journey. And you know that many jobs that we have, we're not necessarily happy with, but we have to make them be able to buy us something else. And if they're not, if your soul's not on a journey, we're in neutral. And neutral and limbo is the first phase of hell because it, that's where we just sit in our mind and in our, in our unhappiness. So what's God's consciousness? You know, real faith is a constant awareness of God's divine presence throughout the various routines of our life. You know, uh, um, he gives all life and breath to all things. He's not far from each of us and he's in us. And we live and move and exist with him. You know, in Acts uh, 17, 24 through 28, how fortunate is a person who has developed within himself or herself this consciousness of God. So it's easy for us uh, to uh, uh, pray because God is near and God will, will listen to us. And fears and anxieties are greatly reduced and replaced with confidence and purpose. And the power of temptation is greatly reduced, and thanksgiving is easy and joyful. Uh, James 1.17, this is the kind of faith that obviously makes for a calmer, happier human being, and one that is capable of great satisfaction and contentment. And so, reverence for God does not diminish from a person's well-being, but it rather makes for an abundant life, now and in the ages to come. You know, Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. And that's John 10, 10. So, you know, God supposedly suddenly demanded that we are to repay him for all that he provides for us. Suppose he said if payment was not made, he would withdraw all things up to this point, at least, and he has given freely. If he sends us a bill, how could we even hope to pay for it? Because there's no way to. So we want to be grateful in life to God for all that God has given us. And, and that's an important aspect. Now, let's talk about in Buddhism, the Atman. The Atman, the Atta or the Atan is a concept of self and it's found in the Buddhist literature discussion of the concept of non-self, which is anatta. So, most Buddhist traditions and texts reject the premise of permanent, unchanging Atman, which is the self and soul. And in Buddhist schools, sutras and tantras present the notion of an Atman or permanent self although most referring to it as an absolute, not to a personal self. So, the Atman in early Buddhism is like um, the not-self. And the metaphysical self is the Atta or the Atman. And so, what's important to understand, it, the Buddhism is looking for a permanent, substantial, uh, autonomous self or an I. And that's, that's a noble concept also. It's without a God, but what it does is it gives us an opportunity. Now, how do you reach this higher self? How do you know that your higher self is calling to you? Well, um, you see, uh, or other uh, repeating numbers, let's say, uh, on a clock, or you feel drawn to med meditate uh, all the time. Or you start weeding out people who don't share the same path as you in life. And that's the other thing about finding your higher self is you recognize who's not on that path and who's going to contribute and who's not. And all of a sudden, what you thought were your friends aren't your friends anymore because they're not on the same journey that you're on and they're not contributing. It, there's also... Knowing that that voice is talking to you, you may no longer feel limited or threatened by the world around you. That Now you're at peace with the world, and you can have peace at any time that you want it. And uh, if you start feeling excited about your life again, now you're starting to reach that higher self. Um, if you have more intense dreams, 
that's a great thing because that means that you're going through more in life and you're sensing more in life. And um, you may be having trouble sleeping. That's another sign that your higher self is reaching to you and saying, let's get better. Let's get better. You also, if you have the desire to spend time alone, that's a calling of your higher self. Or if you see your, you, uh, that your life is starting to have love and compassion more than ever before, that's a sign that you're needing to reach that higher self in your life. So these are signs that we want to listen to ourselves. That's our show. Our next show is uh, Panic Disorder. Or, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that people have uh, panic attacks because what it does is it paralyzes people. And uh, I'm going to go into a deep dive on that next week. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or my website, www.drgbmft.com. I'm currently scheduling uh, speaking and teaching engagements along with relationship intensive, life coaching. So once again, you can contact me, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or www.drgbmft.com. Now remember... The hardest work anyone does in this life is try to appear normal. (laughs) An intellectual is someone who has found something more interesting than sex. (laughs) And this is from Groucho Marx. Man does not control his own fate. The women in his life do that for him. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 